Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jingle. Need like an intro. Come up with a jingle. A song. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what we do. Adulting, adulting. <laughs> I'm definitely putting that in there. Adulting, adulting. Adulting. Okay. Okay. Hello and welcome to Adulting, the podcast where I try to unpick all the difficult things that you're supposed to know but really feel like you don't. And today I have with me author, journalist, fantastic coat wearer, Lucy Vine. (laughs) Yeah, especially that last one. Yeah, she's got a great coat on which before she arrived she made me promise that I was going to compliment her on, which I did. Voluntarily and, yeah. and... I was like, I need a wee, but you need to compliment me first <laughs> when I arrive. I'm glad we're giving this really important information. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, Lucy? So I've had a wee today. Good. <laughs> Always important start. No, um, yeah, so uh, I am Lucy. <laughs> really covering so much ground. Lucy Vine. Um, no, so I am an author. That's why I'm here, right? Yes. Because I wrote a book last year, or, or in 2016, called Hot Mess, and it yeah. came out last summer. And then my second book just came out uh, in March, called What Fresh Hell, um, and I'm just in the middle of writing my third book. And I've managed to whisk you away yes, from writing. Yes, you Sorry. have, but only because you're so lovely and special. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my mum says. <laughs> So yeah, Lucy's book, Hot Mess, was actually the first ever book that I did at Book Club. Yay. Um, and I was so excited when you replied because I was just tagging you and stuff on Instagram oh, yeah. really sycophantically. And then you replied to me and I was at Book Seconds Club. Seconds later. And we were like Insta-storing like, hi Lucy. <laughs> but it's such a good book because it's one of one of the first where I've read, we were talking about this, where, oh, I don't know, can we give away the ending? Yeah, of course, whatever. <laughs> okay, guys, if you Do haven't anything. read it. Skip 15 seconds now. <laughs> so at the end, the protagonist, Ellie, doesn't end up with anyone. And mm-hmm. the kind of, the, the plot of the story is that you don't have to have a man or have a relationship to be a happy individual. It is yeah. a heteronormative relationship situation going on. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just something we don't see a lot. And as you're growing up, I think we need to be told that more. Because, yeah. Because there's such, I think especially with women, like we're told that the happily ever after has to involve, you know, Prince Charming. Yeah. You always get saved. Yeah. And that you, you won't be content or fulfilled uh, in your life until you have like found the man. Yeah. But that's bullshit. Well, it is absolute crap. Yeah. And it's annoying because I think it's like a self-perpetuating thing where you actually, people put, it's not that that is going to fix your problems, but because we put so much, we're taught from, yeah, right from the yeah. age of conception, basically, yeah. when you watch Disney films and things, that your life is going to be together when you find a man or a woman or whatever. Yeah. And then that means that you kind of self-fulfillingly make that happen mm. because you kind of fit your life around finding a partner. Yeah. But I so firmly believe that you need to be happy and figure things out for yourself yes. before you can be in a fulfilling relationship. Yeah. 100%. If you ever want to be in a relationship at all. Yeah. And I, But that's an option that I think people don't explore. Yeah. You don't even realise that you could just not be in a relationship yeah I mean it's the same thing I think we're a bit further ahead when it comes to something like children like yeah I think people are a bit more like 
oh, wait, I don't have to have children. I don't have to commit my whole entire existence to another tiny person. Do you know what I think the weirdest thing is? You know when people say it's selfish not to have children? That's I'm so like, weird, that doesn't make it's sense. The opposite to me. Because surely that's selfless because you're not yeah. bringing a little person to the world that's going to take up more space. Exactly, yeah. Ruin the environment a bit more. I know. And also you're definitely going to fuck them up because it's apparently you inevitably do. Exactly, yeah. Which is one of my biggest fears every day. Yeah. You might bring Hitler into the world. Yeah, every day. At some point in the day, I'll think, oh my God, when I have a child, I'm going to try and be really forward thinking. I'll like try to make them eat really healthy and then I'll give them an eating disorder. This is the trouble, isn't I'm it? I'm literally no right so, con- I con- I'm concerned about this yeah. on a daily basis. And my friend's like, no, no, you're not having children. I'm like, but I am worried <laughs> about it now, right now. I know. They're but like, we're having lunch. This is it. Really... And the world is so broken and fucked up as yeah. well. Like, how are you How not... do you explain the world to yeah. your child? Is this Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've given him power. Yeah. <laughs> Very awkward. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can tell, but we're already really overexcited. It feels like we're drunk, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it does. <laughs> drunk on oat milk. We should have got drunk. Oh, we should have. Oh my God, your podcast should just be drunk uh, Conversations. I mean, we week. could get some wine. Is it 12 o'clock yet? Yeah, it's 20 past 12. It's no problem. That's acceptable time to drink. <laughs> it's absolutely acceptable on a Tuesday. <laughs> oh yeah, I got drunk last night on a Monday. Did you? Yeah, it was oh, weird. Did you, oh, so did I. I didn't mean to. I, I was like, I'm definitely not going to drink. And then we got yeah. there and they gave us Prosecco and I didn't nice, say no. Nice. And they were like, do you want a cocktail? And I said yes. How are you supposed to no- say no to those I things? <laughs> I literally don't know. If any, I just need one other person to drink or slightly more encouragement and I will yeah. drink. If no one's drinking, I might potentially say no. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like to group drink. But if there's group one other binge. person, I'm like, oh, I'll drink with you. Don't worry, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, like, just to keep them company. Yeah, them. it's yeah. actually selfless, really. Exactly. You're doing the world a favour. Yeah, I think so. So back to relationships. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that relationships through the ages is quite a fun thing to talk about. So mm. what was your first ever relationship? How old were you? Oh, well, it's difficult to sort of... Um, Define because I didn't really have any proper boyfriends at school. I, Did you um, not have one when you were like four? Everyone. Oh uh, yeah, me too. My whole year group. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. And on a Friday night, we'd uh, pass around a note, being like, "Who are you going to snog at the disco tonight?" Do you want to notes with the bane of my existence? So I had this I boyfriend when I was younger, and I'd written a note to my friend Livy in maths that said, "Nice." I was going to my boyfriend's house for the first time that weekend. I was like, I'm going to go all the way and French kiss him. But the French kiss him part was on a separate post-it note. And it was in my pencil case. And my mum, we were on the way to school (gasps) and she pulled over and she went, no, we need to speak before you go to um, Angus's house this weekend. Angus, if you're listening, shout out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She was like, I found this note from you that you've given to your friend. And I was there like, what the fuck is she on about? I was like, mum, she was just going to kiss my mum. I don't know. And she was like, what? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I said, I'm going to go all the way in. We're going to French kiss. Aww. Yeah. And then, and then she was like, okay, have a lovely weekend. Bye. <laughs> Let's not have that conversation anymore. <laughs> but she, yeah, I think she thought, and she was so oh, stressed. Yeah. But my, actually my first kiss was actually was before that. It was one guy. Should I just name just one all? Guy. Max. <laughs> Hi, Max. You've been listening. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's just list all the boys. <laughs> it was next to from the, our teen yeah. years that we snogged. It was next to the theatre. <laughs> and we kissed and it was so sloppy. It was literally, you know when people say it's a washing machine, I genuinely, yeah. we put our tongues in and went round in circles. Yeah. Slobber all down my face. That's and I so think hot. I almost wanted to cry. Yeah. And I left and I was like, that was disgusting. We broke yeah. up. I was actually 12 when I first put my tongue in another boy's mouth. Nice. I think I was 13, 14, <laughs> yeah. I was in a cupboard in a classroom. In a classroom? Yeah, in like a broom cupboard. Nice. In our classroom. And the whole of my form was standing outside the cupboard waiting for me and Aaron to finish <gasps> snogging. And then Jodie came running in and was like, give it a mark out of 10. And I was like, minus 72. 
Did you, was it a dare or were you going out? No, we, no, I think we were boyfriend and girlfriend, but I mean, all of my, I had like boyfriends yeah. at school, but they were all just like a couple of weeks. And so I like, was, yeah, you're dumped. I was a late bloomer to kissing, so everyone did it at prep school, lol. Yeah. I, I mean, school. I didn't do anything else no. until I was like Well, everyone 32. else had already kissed because they were like, <laughs> <laughs> they were all Still boarded. waiting to lose my virginity. <laughs> it's a bit classic. I'm just waiting for the one, aren't you really? Yeah, celibacy is key. I mean, it's the only sure. real way to yeah. avoid pregnancy. Right. <laughs> celibacy. So to any lessons out there, it's the best way forward, really. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No contraception is... Just never have sex. Yeah, never. You don't need it. It's fine. Sorry, carry on. Um, uh, <laughs> so, 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 yeah, we, yeah, all gross. my girlfriends used to, like, snog the boys after school because it was a boarding school, but I had to go home, so I missed oh. all the snogging. It was very sad. Oh, so I'm it so took me, sorry. yeah, I was a late bloomer. But I did have boyfriends. We went out for, like, a week, and I remember because we were going out, I then didn't want to see him, obviously. So I would hide inside during break times just to make sure that we didn't come across each other. Yeah. And then I think the next time I saw him, he was going out with someone else, and he hadn't oh, even discussed it with me. And he's been heartbroken yeah. since. <laughs> Still very, waiting for that Very text. traumatic. <laughs> I don't even think we text. I think I had an LG chocolate, a pink one. But I just used to lose it for weeks on end, because you didn't actually use it to text people. You just, like, uh, play a game on it. Oh, uh, you're younger than me. I don't, I didn't have a phone at school, really. Yeah, no. Until I was about 15, I guess, 16. Yeah, we had them, but we didn't, I didn't know what to do with it. Right. No one really used them. No, okay. Blackberries came in in, like, lowers, and that was really cool, because you'd have it at lunch, oh, and it used to flash up. red. Amazing. I just had the When you had a message. Oh, did you? Yeah, Nokia 3210. Yep. That was a classic. I was so good at Snake. Oh, me too. I used yeah. to have a Nokia 3210, even when they weren't used, oh, just okay. to play Snake on. Just to be cool. Yeah, at night. It was really cool. I played it really late You're in my so room. You're so cool. Thank you. <laughs> I do get that a lot. I bet. But yeah, so that, that I think was my first, oh no, my first ever boyfriend, sorry, I lied, was Declan. I think I was about four. And, um, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, he used to call me an only four plats. Well, that might have been his dad that that's called me sweet. that. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have four plats, and my son is four bat. So Why did you have four plats? My Explain mum this to me, because I'm picturing something like, hey, the Arnold. Mean- <laughs> right, so you're going to die. So when I was little, my sisters called me the ugly duckling. It's very kind. Aww, but it has a nice ending. Four, though, isn't it? So I had a black tooth that I'd, I'd knocked. It was a milk say, tooth. That, yeah, it's black. Then I also had a lazy Dead eye, so I had an eye patch. Aww. And I had glass on top. God, and then I couldn't, I, I couldn't balance, so, so I had oh. leather boots with zips up the front all year round to help me walk in a straight line because they helped my ankle, I don't know why. Oh. And then, just to top it off, my mum would do my own two pigtails with two plaits coming out of each pigtail. Oh. Yeah, it was great. That is And I was the snotty kid in the corner. <laughs> Literally, I know. Isn't it? You should call Childline And right she called now. me an Oni. Like, oh. how unfair is that? Have you spent your life spelling your name for people? Yeah, I got, oh. even get brands going one ones. One what? space one. They write the words one one. They capitalise both O's. As if my first name's one and my surname's one. And they're trying to work with me. Like, this is awkward. Yeah, deal breaker. Yeah, literally. All the time. I have to spell my name on the phone, even though it's Lucy. It's like the easiest name ever. And so I I always feel really bad for people. I just felt complicated. Yeah, in Starbucks when I was at uni, there was one Starbucks. I just told them my name was Mary for the whole three years. Yeah. Just like, fuck it, Mary. They're like, hi, Mary. I'm like, hi. (laughs) Literally gone insane. So relationships... You know how to edit these. Yeah, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. It's just going to be laughing, right? 800 hours. (laughs) So when you're growing up, like when you're younger, relationships, I think that I thought, well, it was really cool getting a boyfriend, wasn't it? Like all the cool girls had a boyfriend. Yeah, and I didn't because I wasn't cool. Oh, did you want one? (sighs) I was kind of a bit of a, um, uh, like I was quite anti everybody else. Like, so I was, (laughs) okay. I'm just too cool for everybody else. <laughs> no, it's just I think it's because I have a twin sister. Oh, so um, yeah. and she is really cool still to this day, much cooler than me. And um, 
And so I was quite, at school, I was quite like Becky's sister. Right. I also have a brother who's only like 18 months older than me. So he was in the year above us. So I was either like Becky's sister or Phil's sister. Interesting. Are you identical yeah. twins? No. And we're really, really different. And she's just, she was also Are much you close? and cooler. Um, we weren't at all. Like hated each other growing up and used to have huge fights um, and avoid I think that's girls, her though. at all cost. Yeah, maybe. But I've got another oldest. I'm the youngest of five. Oh, There's yeah. loads of us. And... Um, but but I think it was just because we were so like everything had to happen at the same time. She just kept winning. Like, oh, she just gets really slightly hard. higher results and and just got. Were all you the competitive boys. with each other, or you just kind of worked? Yeah, you didn't even compete. You that's just, what like, I was thinking. I was trying to get at. Like I just kind of like took myself out yeah. of it because I knew I couldn't ever out win. Out the running. <laughs> I'm sad. actually like that as a person at school. I would do this. Like if someone's better at me, than me at something, I'd be like, okay. Try. You, you can, can do it then. It. And yeah. my mum's like, no, 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 you've got to you've go got and to try. I'm like, can't. No. Someone else do. Like, this, you can you can be in the choir as well. It's not oh. just one person. Oh. I'd be like, no, it's fine. Oh. Yeah. Were you Awkward. in the choir in the end? Or just I like... was for a bit. And then one of my friends, I think, once told me there's like no space stuff. So you had to audition. And so I didn't go to the audition. Oh. Yeah. Which is why but I think I do. You have such a beautiful voice. Adulting. Adulting. <laughs> I actually did used to be able to sing and I can't sing anymore. It's oh, no, really why? upsetting. I don't what? know. It just went away. I just didn't it sing. It's muscle and stuff that you've got to practice. Well, I tried to you? sing the other day. I was like, maybe I can still t- this is a funny story. Please is do. it? <laughs> That's putting a lot of pressure yeah, on exciting. the story. Yeah, <laughs> I broke my leg this summer. That's funny. Really? I mean, that <laughs> alone, is hilarious. it's funny because I did it in the gym, which oh, is no. really funny, doing box jumps. Yeah, oh, no, funny. the gym's unhealthy. So then I was on this really <laughs> strong, like, tramadol, painkillers and stuff, and I fun. decided to take up singing because I was like, well, what am I going to do? I can't go to the gym. I'll sing again. So I'm literally high off my face <gasps> on these, like, meds, meds. Meds. Meds, meds, meds. And I start, <laughs> I, I sing um, New Rules by Dua Lipa. I put it on my Instagram. I was, my mum let so me high. do it. It's crutches in the background. I'm just singing into my laptop. My glasses on. Oh my God. What is wrong with me? I found it like th- three months ago and archived it. I was like, I'll show it to you later. Yeah, I really it's really it. bad. Is it? And everyone's like, oh my God, you're so talented. <laughs> It's so bad, but I was so oh, high, it is good. and I was like, "It's such an emotional crossroads in my life. Like, I'm meant to be into fitness, I can't fucking walk." I was like, "Oh my god, it's awful! I can't believe I put it up." I even sent it to one of my friends before, being like, "Do you reckon I should put that up?" She's like, "Yes, babe, it's so good. Do it." And like, I was like, "She wants you to fail." Sick. I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do this," and I'm like, and it's literally me singing like. What the new a, rules? Can you give us a no. little, like, please? I can't even remember how the song goes. You can't goes. lead your listeners on like this, like, and just know. kind of tell them all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember how new rules goes. You know, and she's like, one, don't pick up the phone. Sing it. I can't remember no, I can't. it. I can't remember the tune. You're going to have to sing it for me. No, I can't. <laughs> that is good. very good, though. In relationships, you should remember Joe Lipper's rules. They're really good. good. I think the first one's don't sing pick up the me. phone. <laughs> Two. <laughs> One to pick up the phone. Yeah, you know, it's good. Then because he's drunk and alone. No, that's not actually me singing. I can't sing that. That's I'm not what well, you're going to have to prove it. I can't. I'm really <laughs> sorry. I can't. I'm actually on sabbatical from singing. But they're very good rules to remember. I don't know how we've got onto this. Who what knows? were we talking about? Who knows? I feel like an hour and a half ago you asked a question. <laughs> Oh right, so you had yeah, so you had your sister who was like the cool girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um, was quite a late bloomer. So yeah, I was kissing like every boy in the year. But isn't that so funny? Because you were allowed. Dolly talks about this. You've read everything I know about love, yeah, right? Love yeah, it, yeah. Me too. Oh no, it wasn't even Dolly. It was, I think it was Richard Curtis's wife on Desert Island Discs. Emma, do you listen to her? Yeah. Did you do it? Amazing. And was her talking about snogging everyone? 
in the bar. Somewhere. Anyway, we used to this at school I where you were allowed. British you're just allowed to kiss just everyone. everyone. And my mum, we were talking about this the other day. It's so funny. We had this old boys thing, and we used to go to this club that was really nice. That our school was in the middle of Somerset, and there was one club that we would go to. And my mum was like, I was parked outside, coming to pick you up, and she was like, you were just snogging one of the boys, George, I think it was. Amazing. And then I just turned around and snogged someone, and she was like, I was literally parked in the car with the lights on, <laughs> watching you. So and you then knew you your d- mum was there. And then I just watching. got in the car and was like, Hi, mum. And she was like, you? Oh, I was like 19. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but she, I don't think I'd realised she was there, and I oh, didn't okay. think she'd seen, and she was like, and then I think she told me about it a few years later, and I was like, oh yeah, we all just kiss each other. I remember, like, I read, reread my sort of 15-year-old diary um, recently. I don't know, she gives me, like, post-traumatic stress. It's so yeah. funny, because it is just kind of like, um, oh, and I was so in love with this boy in year nine, year ten called James and um, we used to snog occasionally but then I would also go off and snog loads of other people and That's he would it. go off and snog other people and then in my diary I'm like yeah but I'm pretty sure he loves me because we snog first <laughs> oh makes complete sense yeah like we, we got off with each other first and then he went and snog loads of other people including loads of my friends but that means that he loves me yeah like, we're like true love <laughs> it's amazing but you never are gonna have that kind of those strong feelings and yeah. emotions like you do when you're a teenager it's awful I feel really sad that I will never love anything and yeah, feel so, so much like I did when I was a teenager. Do you know what I miss? Too much. Do you remember having a crush and it was like painful? Like, do you remember one of the boys? I remember there was a boy like three years above us and I was like actually in love with him. I used to add him on Facebook like every day to see if he'd like (laughs) notice. I was to like what, put myself cancel it so that he'd like think about me. I was like, this is a great That's foolproof so plan. Yeah, so there's, sad. There's no flaw in this. No plan. flaw at all. And I was like, he'll think about me, and then he'll probably speak to me at school. It never happened. Oh, I but feel I really like sad. it was like heart wrenching. Like I'd walk past him in the dining room. I was so in love with him. Oh. I'd never spoken to him. I don't know. Yeah. He's actually probably really quite stupid. Now. <laughs> No, that's not what I find attractive. But I just found yeah. him unbelievable. Yeah. And that feeling of like, do you remember your crush? I remember we used to all write like, I heart PTO, please turn over on your hands. <laughs> not And then you'd have written PTO. it. <laughs> PTO, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you'd write it on the inside of your hand. All the boys like trying to, and you'd be like, no, no, you can't look. And they'd like open your hand and you'd be like, oh, why would you write it on the palm of your hand? And just it would change every day as well. I yeah, know, I know. Every single day you'd fancy a different person. It made me feel really nostalgic. I know, it was really sad. But it's just like trying out being like... It's like weird because you can't know what those feelings are. So it's weird that we think we feel them so strongly. I know. But you forget how you felt, didn't you? Well, I mean, mean, you kind of have to. It's just because you get older. Yeah. More cynical. They change. No, but I think they change. Like you're like, oh, that wasn't... I wasn't actually in love with that person. Because I was 12. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was four years old. And you think it's so serious. No, I know. But I was always quite cynical even then. So like that's those diaries when I was fifteen. I think that was the most I've ever been romantic. Oh really? Because like um, like that guy I really liked. Like by sixth form, he was really interested in me, and I was like, nope, I'm going off to London in a couple of years. I'm out of this place. Oh, I grew up in quite a small small town, and I was just like, I can't wait to get away and then have you know proper. And and I, I remember thinking as a sort of seventeen year old like oh there's no point in me like getting into a relationship now like as if that would be serious like I'm a teenager that's so, so clever I was a bit too self aware I think like, to have fun yeah <laughs> that's so true I was like what's the point in getting with somebody now because I'm gonna leave and... I think I was too obsessed with watching stuff like Gossip Girl so I was but it's more it's better you've got to have those things I've missed out. Oh, I don't know if you have, because I do think that, you're right, there's no point getting into a relationship too young, but also I think, like, I'm 24, I think this is almost the scary stage, because this is where you could really do some really cool career stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you've got into, like, a relationship, and I you're know. like, oh, God. I think you should break up with your boyfriend. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> See you later. If you're listening, you're dumped. <laughs> if you're not listening, you're also dumped, because you yeah. should really be championing my work, so... Yeah. <laughs> 
just me. <laughs> so out of order. I actually Let's didn't think that's what You're never going to know. <laughs> I'll apple wait the day outside. Keeps the doctor away. Keeps the boyfriends away. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just been throwing apples. Lisa Vine has actually been throwing apples at boys since yeah. she was 10. Yeah. <laughs> it works. I am alone. <laughs> but, so that concept of being single never scared you then? No, it really didn't. I mean, I think there was a period where I kind of thought, I guess in my early 20s, I did sort of always just assume that uh, I would get married because I, that, like we said before, like that is the messaging you get yeah. when you're young, and that is sort of the only option. But I've just had such a fun life That's so far, so good. and I've just I'm I'm so so doing so many fun things, and I, and I love every day, and I've got so many friends and family because I'm just so awesome. All yeah. my friends, <laughs> but I don't think you should have to. This it's is what just, I find really funny is that you have to exhausting. Ex- yeah, but that you have to explain that you don't have one other person by being like, but I've got loads of other people because the I funny know, thing is when people sad. get into a relationship, often they lose their friends yeah. and sometimes their relationship with their yeah. families. And it's funny that you can't yeah. have. But I think there's, there's assumption, an assumption, and I and I, I think honestly, however many times I've explained it to my friends, there are still a few of them that don't understand that I'm not lonely. Yeah, and they're still a bit like, yeah, but you're just saying that because you know you're on your own but it's even like I I want to live on my own and everyone thinks that's really weird I love being on my own I lived on my own for seven years and I've loved it I literally everyone's like you'll be so lonely I'm like no I love it I never see my housemates the best deal I've ever had it's brilliant I love it I just and you do get a bit set in your ways you do but I I've just had such fun living on my own and I love it so much I just really like myself yeah isn't that cool though really good I can sit in a living room and just giggle same I have the best time yeah I make myself laugh but what's so funny is when you're younger I think when you're going up you're like okay so this is what's gonna happen so you go to school yeah. and they're like then I'm gonna go to uni and then I'm gonna get an amazing job yeah which is gonna be like four hundred thousand pounds a year obviously and then I'll buy a house and then salary. I'll get married and then I'll have a child and then I'll be 30 yeah. <laughs> and then the kids will be like five my life will be over anyway yeah so. and then and then it's just like you're like okay cool and then you get to like finishing school and you're like shit I don't know what I want to do. you go to uni I don't know what I want to do no. not really earning enough to pay rent oh god who's yeah. this like nothing fits how it's meant to fit but there's no other story out there mm. that shows you anything different than beautiful young slim white girl yep. goes and finds an amazing boyfriend who actually was a massive hope if we found her but then changes his yeah, ways because she changes changed. him because she's chaste and beautiful yeah. and shy but there is this idea mm. as well like this sort of bad boy thing yeah like, that, that we need to you change can't change them. i've tried to explain to my I, friends you I can't, can't change them that. no you can't change them no. you literally you have to find you them as they are to be different for a couple of yeah. weeks and then <laughs> you literally have to get them at, I'm like if they're past 25 and they're a certain way that's mm, it there's yeah. no changing them you just got to get them they've got to be already perfect <laughs> and then like it's all down to the parents or really just like their imperfections you know yeah. like there's plenty like we're all human beings and that's cool but um like they're not going to stop being but it's a dick when they're, they're like yeah but it's dick. when they're already being a dick to you and they don't want to be in a relationship oh, no. with you and all the stuff they're like no that's going to work I'm going to yeah. change them it's like you're not I know it's awful isn't and it? also you know that film he's just not that into you mm. I learned so much from that because it's true yeah <laughs> that, that is, is actually it's a and very spend, good film I was having this conversation yesterday we we as women especially spend so much time comforting each other oh about God, shitty hours. relationship and like oh he's probably just like overwhelmed by his feelings and like he's probably just you know um, really into but you d- but the really busy my least favorite thing is when guys call girls psychos but then we become psychos so this happened to my friend the other day she was like this guy's ghosting me because he hasn't replied to her for like a day and we were like he might just be busy so just leave it but she then starts going like 
but it's that this has happened and this he's been online so then she starts bombarding him with all these messages and we're like stop we're like don't send one more message I'm going to send them and then she was like I know he hasn't read them yet I'll delete them so on whatsapp it goes this message was deleted deleted. this message was deleted 10 times and we're like right leave it oh my god and then he replies going hey sorry I had a super busy day what did you delete and then she was like what and she was like he definitely read them (gasps) and then we were like this is all this thing when we get so scared like you've just got to be not worried about it and not kind of yeah. we do these things where guys will my sister had this she had a horrible ex-boyfriend and he was like she's a psycho la 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 for years that. and years and years so and it much. turns out she was right he'd literally cheated on her like loads of times this is the thing isn't it the gaslighting yeah like, it's such a thing usually those people who are going like what you're being crazy yeah they're the ones that are behaving really horribly and making you feel like you're but crazy. it makes up the girls feel like you can't reply to a text message at the same no, time they send no. it to you or but I do also think I hate like the games I hate the games I just don't really date Anymore, I can't I play can't games I don't know how to Me do neither. them I'm very bad at them Me neither It's just so tedious But then you find yourself Getting sucked into it Don't you like Oh he waited a full day to reply yeah. I need to also wait A full yeah. day to reply But I find that really weird I also find it weird When people are like Oh I don't have time to reply Because I reply to my friends no. I want to reply to And then I just ignore the other ones Everyone is having a poo At some point in the day <laughs> And they've got two minutes They've got time to reply They'll get pink eye Because they're using the phone <laughs> On the loo But they have got two minutes <laughs> I actually luckily missed out on the dating app thing because I am the opposite of you. I'm a serial monogamist, <laughs> um, which I didn't know, but I definitely am. I did not realise. Um, and so I kind of never, I've always dated people that I kind of knew or like were a friend of a friend. I never uh, did through the, t- we used to play Tinder as a house. Well, I've never had a relationship from dating apps. I've, I've done it prolifically. Like, I've yeah. been such a dating person, but never had, a, I've, I, the pe- people have actually been, had, relationships have always been people like that I've known or known through people yeah but I never I didn't think they work heard that apparently Bumble no one uses Tinder because Tinder's like all the shit people but Bumble is like where it's at apparently yeah I've got Bumble but I just not it's weird because I've just moved to the countryside so I'm just sort of no one on there well there's no one on there but also it's um it's it's the countryside where all my family live and like it's where I grew up and so it's just a bunch of boys like Used to snog at school. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Did you do you go on dates? Do you still date now? I haven't in ages. Cause I've been moving house. I'm yeah. in the middle of writing a new book and just kind of it, it just takes too much effort. And then I realise like months have gone by and I haven't looked a man in the face and it's just kind of a bit like oh fuck I really should try and get laid soon. But when you, yeah when you date, what's your intention? <laughs> is it like I really want to get laid or is it? Do you ever really do you know. ever date with the thought like I'm looking for a boyfriend? I'm not, I guess I don't, I try not to think about it in those terms because I'm not, I'd love to be like a one night stand person because I think that would like scratch the itch so and then I'd be like fine again. But we've just got that in, just, in drenched shame, haven't we? I don't know if you've well, got that as well. I, it's not even that, it's just that I've never really enjoyed a one night stand. Like I've tried them yeah. and I just sort of, I think I just need to know somebody yeah. bit, at least a little for bit it to be good. for it to be enjoyable. It's like fine and it's a bit just kind of awkward and yeah. <laughs> so I just it's a sort of weird push pull thing so where you I need don't really want a relationship. Benefits. I do kind of, don't I? Yeah. But there's no such but thing. I don't have any real male friends anymore. This is the other thing I think and this is maybe a bit of a generalization, but as you get a bit older, your male friends kind of all start having serious relationships, get married, have babies and they kind of disappear a bit. Yeah. Um, which is another weird sort of probably sexist thing where like men and single women I think can't it's, be friends. Yeah, and... I do agree, but I think it's also like t- you're and the type of person you are. Some people are. I actually think worse people. Other girls that say I'm a guy's girl. Yeah, 
I don't know why. Just but that's just internalized misogyny. <laughs> that just annoys me. They just me. decided like I'm a guy's girl. I'm like okay. Uh, I'm a well, person yeah, that's girl. That's a self fulfilling prophecy, really. Yeah, isn't exactly. It? Because like we're not going to like but you. But telling us. So you all don't... my guy fans, I went to school with, but like. Luckily, normally what I find is if I have a boyfriend, I'm friends with all their fans. Luckily, yeah. my boyfriend is one of my school friends, and so I'm just friends oh, with all handy. my friends that I'm already friends with, handy. which is really useful. But now that you've dumped him, it's going to be really awkward, <laughs> yeah, because so you're going to have to like, divvy up your friends. <laughs> fucking men. Yeah. Oh, actually, this <laughs> fucking, we hate men. This is what people say about my book club, because they're like, it's a feminist book club to any men come. And I'm like, no, and they're like, because you hate men. I'm like, it's not. <laughs> Well, yes, but that is but the this is, point. This is the best thing at the first book club. This is what happened. So we were like, oh, no, we don't hate men. We're not like that. And by the end it. of it, we were literally like, fucking men. I hate men because it was just all girls in a room talking about hot mess and we just hated I men. I know, it's bad. I'm annoyed it? actually because I read Hot Mess last summer and now I can't remember it that, that no, don't deeply. Worry about me neither. <laughs> No, because it's definitely some really good points. What were my favourite bits? I can't. The bits with the dad are really good because you did like more than just relationships with like young relationships. Thank you. And also, oh yeah, because it has a twist, doesn't it? Oh, what with the dad? Yeah, about his relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I didn't know. Did you not? Did you not? The whole way through. Yes. I had no idea. It was really short. I was aiming for. Yeah, really good. I'm trying to open a bottle of San Pellegrino. You'd think I'd be strong, but I'm not. (laughs) You're supposed to be really strong. I'll do it. Okay. God. Oh, do you hear that? That is so annoying. Thank you so, so much. so loose. <laughs> so loose. You're so loose. Like you. Celebrate. Mm. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. I'm so, sorry, I'm talking just such nonsense. No, it's fine. So am I. I'm sweating as well. So much oh, adrenaline. Yeah. My face is quite red, but yeah. then I'm always quite I think red. you're like me. Do you have that skin that just yes. gets red? Yes. Any, I've probably got heat rash yes. as well. At the weirdest mm. times. You look really brown, the rest of you. Oh, just thanks. this little pink. Yeah, I do get really Sweet warm. little rosy cheeks. Nothing is that if I get nervous and I start sweating and then I sweat because I'm nervous and then I'm. Are you by nervous the end of right it. now? Am I making you nervous? <laughs> that was oh, a game we used to play at school. Did you play nervous at school? No, what's that? The boys game? would like touch. I, I, <gasps> there was me and two other girls always got told of being frigid. We, <laughs> we love the word frigid. I know. I think <laughs> we were, so the, like, we were like the only ones in our year that hadn't like done certain things. Oh dear. Like first base. I can't even remember what all the bases are, but no, I, don't. I never, I, I never, never really knew what they were either. I still don't know. I think first base. Is touching a boob, which is so oh, random. I I first just... base was kissing. Okay, so maybe second base is a boob, and then I think third base under is like... or over boob. <laughs> I don't, know. <laughs> don't know. I can't remember. But we were always called frigid because they'd be like, "Are you nervous? Are you nervous? Touch your leg." And be like, "Ah, go away! I'm nervous." And if you said I'm nervous, they'd stop touching oh, so you. Me. Had to... Oh, okay. I really thought when I was younger that sex was just all about the boy, like letting oh, them is. Yeah, definitely. do. I mean, not it is. You... Yes, yeah, so no, the... you're right. That is what sex is. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I haven't had You don't it. even need to be there. <laughs> so the messaging yeah. that's so true it's so bad and you just like, I never used to like it was always just like is it is he having a good time it was just for them I didn't yeah. know that sex was for girls I yeah. had no clue I just thought it was something you did for them yeah you only find out like in your 20s it's ridiculous that like actually oh this is quite nice <laughs> the big O <laughs> oh oh, oh. <laughs> adulting adulting <laughs> too much but yeah so I think relationship when you're growing up it's very much like I think it's something you want to have it's like a commodity that you acquire it's a bit like getting a new pencil case or something which was always the greatest thing like every time you're like best paper chase yeah getting all the the matching ones my mum were like you have literally just got a matching set and I need the one with the monkeys on it now Okay, I get it, but I need more stationery. Yeah, definitely. Always more stationery. I still love stationery. Me too. It probably is rooted in I, that exciting it's feeling. It's weird, isn't it? I don't know why. Yeah, but I'm never Notebooks. happier than in a Ryman. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, as I was making very good parallels between juvenile relationships and, and uh, stationery, which I'm sure all of you can feel like makes complete sense. Boyfriend, pencil sharpener, same thing. Obviously. Obviously. 
But yeah, so I think we acquired boyfriends like just having a... Th- it was like an accessory. Yeah, definitely. And just kind of a, a thing to be ticked off your yeah, list. Yeah, and it was really cool if you had one. You didn't yeah. really talk to them. I used to have to think of topics to say to mine Aww, at break time so you didn't really have much cards? to say. I'd like pre- I'd get really nervous and think, shit, what are we going to talk about? I can't with the topic. It would go really well for about 15 minutes but then we'd still have like 15 minutes left to break so we'd just snog. And that snogging was good. horrible. Oh, was it? It was horrible. But we did it because I was like, this is a cool... I think it's, it makes you feel adult. Yeah. We'd snog everywhere. We'd snog around the... Co- there was there was yeah. the condom tree at school <gasps> that everyone used to have. I don't know. Were there I, condoms in it? So many. Really? In, yeah, just condoms. So you finish with a condom and you just throw it up in the tree? <laughs> I guess so, but I wasn't a boarder, so everyone used to go and have sex like on oh campus. God, amazing. Was it a mixed school? Yeah. School? Yeah. I didn't even know they did that. Yeah, really fun, but you don't mix in the houses. I no, think I guess My not. sister, when she was there, I think it was like even less strict, so the boys would literally like climb out their windows and like climb into the girls' rooms. I think now it's pretty militant, I don't think you can get away with much. But I know that they had like campus time that was till like 10 pm, so everyone would just be like having sex. Well, not everyone. That's oh, I feel like I missed out on so much. I didn't lose my virginity until I was nineteen. Is that too much to share? No. <laughs> what was I reading? It's in Dolly's book, isn't it? It's like you must must not lose your virginity before sixteen, but you must lose it before eighteen. Otherwise, you're doomed but to never have sex. I was really sex. sort of aggressively like, nope, don't want to, don't want to, don't want to, and never thought I would be ready. And also, just thought you know, all the boys in my school were, were idiots and just wanted to get away. So I didn't. I, I went down to London for uni at eighteen. And yeah. Sort of Had you told anyone? Did you ever talk to anyone about it? What about my virginity? Yeah. Like, did I guess no? In sixth form, it wasn't kind of. I, I don't know. I wasn't very cool, so I didn't really talk to the cool we people. Had... They were probably all talking about sex and oh, really? having the best time. So we used to talk chat. about it, but I know at some school. So we had like a split group, but there were some of the girls that we were quite like, we're going to wait till we're sixteen. I actually yeah, then that did. That was a sort of prudish. I, yeah, not prudish, but I mean, it was like a sort of superior. Yeah, thing, it like, was. It was literally all about down on you. Yeah, that's yeah. what we did. At, like, but then I think I decided I want to have sex. But my boyfriend at the time was like, no, we've got to wait till sixteen. So we did wait. Annoying. <laughs> and then it was the most horrible thing. I cried, Aww. and then I hated it. It was awful because you just don't what you're doing so we'd all waited but then I know other people have said that it was like a competition in their school like who could lose their virginity first I don't think we really had that I think with the bo- no, there was maybe a boy there thing, was always yeah. this one girl who'd like had sex at like 13 all the mums had found the out and the mums all go and have her, meetings yeah about it and we couldn't oh, believe it yeah. But I remember finding out what sex was. My neighbour told me she'd just had sex education. She was a year above me and she invited me around to come on the swings to tell me about it. So on the swings, her dad had built and the swinging, she was like, so I found out what sex is. And she told me, and I was like, no way. No way. That is not, no. I was like, no one would do that. That is awful. And then she's like, if you want to have twins, you have to put it in her mouth. And I was like, no <laughs> way. And then I knew twins at school and I'd see their mum and I'd be like, you are disgusting. Because I so just funny. thought for years. But I was like, I didn't believe. I was like, this can't be true. No. This, there's no way in hell that I mean, anyone... I was 11. It's a weird system. <laughs> it's very weird. I was like, no one is going to put that in there. That is just not happening. No. Do you remember when you found out what sex was? No, I don't remember that moment. Do you not? No, that sounds like it was a really traumatic thing for you. It was such a big deal. I can remember it so clear being sat there. And I I really annoyed me because I can remember the feeling, but I can't remember how, finding that. Because obviously now you're not, you don't think that's weird. But I just find it so interesting that like that newness of that. I've, there's not much that you go through in life as an adult that you're like shocked by. Yeah. That's so fun to be shocked. Like yeah. on the daily, you were like, what? <laughs> New things. Wine's in life. made of grapes. <laughs> grapes are raisins. <laughs> Like what? everything you have. <laughs> like all this information you find out it's all new, whereas now it's kind of sad. Yeah. You just know everything. Oh, that's sad. Isn't Don't it? Say that. Sorry. There's gonna come a point in your life where you just never learn another thing. Yeah. So. When you die. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do think it was all 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You and fun. I do think that's a really fun thing yeah, to think about. Yeah, I definitely remember like the first time somebody sort of explained a tampon to me, which is kind of a similar. I remember, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's exactly the same. <laughs> Pretty much exactly the same, yeah. I'm sure boys same would principle. agree. Um, yeah, and that was really like horrendous and shocking. I was like, well, I'll never do that. I'm yeah. I wear my, my nappies forever. Yeah, and I remember my, I can't, do you know, do you ever assimilate stories and think they are your own? There's a story I'm about to tell, and I, it was either my sister or my friend's sister, and I can't remember if it happened to me or my friend, but I know the story so well that it it could be my own story, I'm not sure, but I know that one of our sisters got their period and was like, mum, I'm bleeding, and then the sister, either me or my friend, can't remember, was really upset because they thought that their sister like cut themselves and was like outside the bathroom crying like let me in let me in not knowing it was a period and like being so upset because you just wouldn't understand I remember my sisters being like they're like seven and eight years older than me so I remember seeing their like period books but my mum had bought them these books like explain everything it's really weird I remember like reading it and being like what the traumatic this yeah horrible it's really shit that we have to have periods it's so shit it's so annoying I know (laughs) I don't know why that is. It's yeah. not really fair. The patriarchy just... just Fucking patriarchy yeah. giving us periods. Exactly. It is so really, isn't it? They're just like, we won't have decided. those. You guys can have those. <laughs> we'll have self-confidence. You guys can have periods. Yeah. Okay? Is that good? Does that work for That's you? Perfect. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. So... I'm going to stop giggling for a It's second. okay. We're going to be very calm and collected. We've just had to take a little break because we lost our minds. We lost our tiny little minds. Our tiny dank little minds. Tiny dank little minds. Indeed. So we were just talking about how I'm in a relationship right now. Lucy is single. And one of the biggest things that I get messages about are girls being like, oh my God, I feel in so much pressure because I've either just left school, left uni, or I'm at a certain, there's an age where everyone starts coupling off. And we were just talking about the reasons that people aren't coupling off might not be because they've met the one. No. Um, which is why there's a lot of layers to this feeling of, oh my God, I should be in a relationship, but your friends might not even be in relationships for the right reasons. And I think it's good to have a positive, one hot mess is a great thing to read if you are single, because <laughs> it's just life affirming. Yeah. And you're very happy being single. And I think that's a yeah. narrative we need to hear more Yeah, of. because we don't really hear it. It is the, the official happily ever after line is meeting a, a, the, the one. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think sort of that one thing is is helpful no. or like um constructive because then it just sort of makes you hanker after this perfect thing that isn't really there like relationships are up and down and that's tough and it's great if you find somebody that is your equal and does make you happy but being single is so much fun yeah. and, if, and and it's so important to do it for a, at least a little bit of time I well, think being called single actually just in itself is a bit weird you're not yeah. si- you're just you I mean, you're not like a such thing. a good point isn't it like being like you just sort of literally <laughs> singled out as single you're not single you You have a whole family probably and friends you're not like on your own it's this single shaming thing we do yeah I agree and and we 
act like you're going to be so lonely and it's a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy I think where you're like um oh I'm alone and therefore I'm so lonely and therefore I will never meet anybody it's like being single is like an unfinished state but you're single exactly. as you're a like child in limbo it's like what age does it suddenly become like mm. not okay to be single because you don't I don't think you really say you're single when you're in your teens do you you just don't have no, a boyfriend exactly yeah but then when you get to your 20s it's like are you single yeah, yeah. you're allowed to be just you yeah when you're younger totally. the one the thing about the one my favorite thing about the one is that every relationship you're in they're the one obviously otherwise you wouldn't be in it sure so you literally <laughs> have the one yeah. every time <laughs> there so they're really <laughs> by that calculation yeah. there isn't a one but i think it's so important to um actually like enjoy being single and yeah. embrace it a bit and actually kind of get to know it sounds cheesy but get to know who you are a bit because if you are not a happy person and not happy being on your own then how on earth are you ever going to yeah. be happy in a relationship i think there's this idea that a relationship relationship sort of heals you and makes no. you complete when if you're if you're unhappy or um broken in some way and with somebody they're not going to fill those gaps yeah you the need danger to figure is, out and be happy yeah. within yourself and then you can be happy in a relationship yeah I completely agree I think the other danger is if you do get with someone when you're broken what happens is you then give you so much of yourself to them that if yeah. you break up you literally have nothing Lost, I had yeah. this with a boyfriend who is actually really toxic and awful and he took so much of me that when we broke up my whole world collapsed yeah and I realized that what you've got to have is be a completely solid entity that people can come in and walk out and you're still left there as your own thing but the problem is people are always searching to fix voids and also why do we put so much store in romantic relationships but we don't put the same amount of work in our friendships no things people that the efforts people go to with their Mm. boyfriends and girlfriends but with your actual friendships you just kind of take them for granted and that's something I've tried to do more recently is treat my every relationship I have whether it's my parents or Mm. my sisters or my friends like it's a romantic relationship oh that's so great that's so lovely because you do I don't know why we don't do that and I was just saying to Lucy that when I used to get into relationships when I was younger I had like girlfriend me that was a very different version of me that was like the perfect and I knew how to be that person Mm. I knew how to play that character very very well but I didn't know that I could be me I didn't think anyone would like me I was just saying that I didn't think I think three years ago I wouldn't have had all the feminist agenda that I had because a lot of my life was spending time curating myself to be the perfect girlfriend and the perfect girlfriend doesn't talk about periods and the perfect girlfriend isn't annoyed about the patriarchy and isn't telling you to grow your pubes and those things I spent so much of my life trying to be this perfect girl that the patriarch has told you that you need to be, that I never learned how to be myself. So I think I think actually a lot of us, especially when you're younger, just spending a whole time making yourself fit into what you think mm. you're supposed to be as a woman yeah. in terms, in the eyes of men. Absolutely. Which is yeah. so damaging. Well, this is a, a thing that we do as well. That there's a term, emotional labour, and mm. women will do that. They will spend yeah, so much time so running true. around that person, making sure, like, oh no, he's in a mood, I need to fix that yeah. mood. Like, that is so insane you think about it um that we feel responsible for someone else's moods and stuff like that but being alone you don't have to worry about that you don't have to worry about other people's moods other people's plans you don't have to kind of run 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 yourself ragged around another person you yeah. can just focus on who you are and what you're doing with your life and i have to say i love being single i love having my own space being able to make plans just for myself go traveling if i want to do that yeah. go see my family friends and it's what you were just saying about friendships it's an amazing thing for me that I've been able to invest so much time in my wonderful, wonderful friendships. My friends, my friends are the most wonderful people in the world, and I've been able to give them so much because I don't have, you know, a relationship to kind of 
take up yeah. 80% of my time. <laughs> and I think it's so funny that we've come become so progressive in certain mm. trains of thought, but when it comes to relationships, it's really archaic. And mm. I even think about, we were talking about this a bit, about having children, and I said to my mum once, imagine if you just didn't do the thing where you left school, got a job, and then went whatever you did and then got married and had kids imagine if you decided that you're just going to travel for your whole life and she was like what and I was like but imagine if you didn't have to have things and imagine if we didn't live in a capitalist society where you had to accumulate things to show your wealth to prove that you're successful in Absolutely. the eyes of like a no why have we decided that there's only one way of doing things and a lot of the the problem is it's not coming from you your wants your needs your real desire because you're probably actually really fulfilled a lot of people do feel fulfilled in their lives mm. but the idea of needing a relationship is from it's just it, it it's really bad actually I found that that was the worst thing like going to family gatherings yeah. just everyone always asks you but this is the thing isn't it because they because we've been taught that that is the be all and end all yeah. and they, like, like we were saying earlier that being single is a limbo state and it's just a kind of women are just desperately waiting to be rescued yeah it's so um, true and like be picked up by a man I've written books and I've had this amazing fun career I've been a journalist for 10 years I've got two books out I'm writing a third book and still the first question I get asked by family is oh still no boyfriend like was oh, so weird. You met anybody going out on dates? It's such a strange system that we have. It's also quite intrusive because I even just asked you if you're dating, and actually, it's no, a no, really we were yeah. talking about the subject, right? But it's quite an intrusive thing to ask because yeah. it's actually. I almost think we ask even strangers. You're like, do we you do. have another half? It's one of the first things people ask <laughs> yeah. me when I meet a new person. You know, in a in a friend new friend situation it's like oh so got a partner where's your husband are you in a relationship yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's even harder now because you have to be very um liberal and like make sure that you're asking the right questions but then you don't want to offend someone by assuming that they're maybe gay or something I never know what to ask anymore so I just don't just don't but then then you also fall into I'm just not asking any questions (laughs) because you can't ask you've got children as well like you don't want to be like where's your children that's another assumption thing and uh but it is tricky because then you just end up staring at somebody yeah take Jenna Durham Tatum and oh, Channing Tatum for example I can't talk about it I'm still Who too heartbroken saw that I know like this, this seemed is, so perfect but this is happen. my other concern my fear is when we talk about this well we're going to live so much longer mm. I really want to read Is Monogamy Dead yeah, who wrote yeah. that have you heard oh. yeah I know the book but yeah. I can't remember so this is a really good book this out people keep getting offended by the title I thought it was so funny I was listening to her I think it was on Guilty Feminist yeah. and she was saying how she got this letter from this man that was so angry he hadn't read the book he just read the title and she was like <laughs> the best thing about it it's a question I'm not saying monogamy is dead I'm going is monogamy dead Yeah. and he's going I would like to explain to you why monogamy isn't dead. Um, so man, me and my wife have been together. Yeah, mansplaining. And it's so funny because it's it's a really interesting question. Like, we're brought up in the world where you think that heteronormative, especially people think men and women should be together and you're going to be together forever. But if you go back in history, this is one of my favourite things. It's in Sarah Pascoe's Animal. It's also yeah. in Homo Sapiens. And it's about women. And do you remember the thing where it's like paternity certainty and all the stuff about, do you remember in the book? Yeah. So women are more vocal during sex. We make noises. And that, and you know how women can have multiple orgasms, right? Men can't. So the reason (laughs) is because in order to procure the best children, sperm can compete with each other. And that's other people's sperm. So basically a woman, when we were Neanderthals or whatever we were, no, we weren't. That's a different species, (laughs) isn't it? A human. I don't know. Whatever. The old cavemen. (laughs) So we were ha- we'd have sex with the partner. The man would fall asleep. They get a- they have a hormone that um yeah that releases that makes them fall asleep. Yeah. And we don't. We can keep hormone. going. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So they would fall asleep, and then you'd have been making sex noises. So another man nearby would know that you were in the mood, and they'd come and have sex with you as well. And you could great. keep going, have loads of m- sexual partners, 
all the sperm would compete and the best sperm would win yeah. and you'd have their child and that's natural selection. Yeah. My so favourite thing about... making sex noises now, will somebody come and Yeah, it's me? like a mate, it's literally mating calls. Adulting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but this is why the whole concept of monogamy in the first place is so stupid because you actually go back to how humans work and the reason, yeah. especially about female prudishness and like slut shaming and women should be like... Celibate like you are, obviously. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Um, then it just doesn't make sense. So the fact that if we just go back, and that's documented, that is literally anyone who wants to find that out can find that out. In history, there's so many things, and we've just decided, nope, this ideology exists, we're going to go with that, Mm. that makes sense, fine. You see, rudely checked her phone during the interview, which is uh, not coming back, but she's really just got a Bumble message. Wait, are we going to reply? Oh, well, I can't be bothered. Okay, fine. This is my problem with dating, is that I just get too tired <laughs> i just I'm think just like, oh i'll just re- reply to it later i think the problem with like dating apps is it's changed what dating is it's not like you don't court like you don't date no. and go and meet people it's like you're both there with the, like the idea that this is almost i don't know but you also have to invest so much in this chatting 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 for a couple of weeks and then you go meet and you don't like each other and it was like that was such a waste of time it'd be so much easier just to meet <sighs> first off yeah like blind dates maybe i know do people do that Somewhat, I, I've had policies of just kind of just having a couple of messages and then being like, but then they're always dicks as well. Maybe you kind of need to know them a little bit before you go, so you know that they're not maniacs. But maybe it should just be like you match, and then it just tells you a place to go that's in the middle that's of you like two, and you just go. Episode is it? Yeah. Oh, there's the one where it tells you your love. That one was really weird, and, and it like runs a, out of time. Like a two-day relationship or whatever. Yeah, that was awful. Did you not enjoy that? No. I just love anything that Black Mirror does. I do, but they always make me feel really depressed, so I have to watch something like comedy afterwards. Yes, it's really dark. Because it's really dark. It? Yeah. The social media one close. was awful. Oh, I was that like, really upset me. I'm freaking my job is on social media. <gasps> I was like, this is but right. But didn't you find during it that you were quite like, no, no, you're yeah. fucking up. And I was like, no, I'm on the wrong side here. I know, yeah. And it was stressing it me was out so It was so stressful. Yeah, it's, it's scary because it's just bone, too, oh, it? this happened. I was sunbathing the other day in Brockwell Park, and there was these young girls there, and they were like dancing. I was like, "This is so great!" They're like singing and dancing. I was like, loving it, thinking it was so funny listening to music. And then they just stopped doing it again. I was I was reading Dolly Alderson's book at the time, Amazing. and then I looked up and I realised what they were doing is they were singing and dancing, and obviously like recording it on the phone. And the minute the recording stopped, they stopped, watched it back. Oh no! And they were doing it again, and I was like, "You're not actually having fun. You're." faking having Absorbing. fun to film it like they weren't actually singing and dancing because it was fun they were like la 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 adulting adulting dancing <laughs> filming it on their snapchat <laughs> in their school skirts twerking at the age oh, of about 12 no, like full on twerking yeah stressful oh. but I was like oh that's so sad because you, you don't actually have fun <laughs> <laughs> no, I, didn't. I didn't just handfuls of apples <laughs> but honestly I was like oh my god this is so sad like they're not actually living their lives they're living through their phones <gasps> makes me a bit sad it is really stressful and it's just real you just black mirrors all around but us maybe that because i always feel like I'm, I'm too judgy about stuff and maybe actually that is really fun for them and they do really enjoy it and maybe it's just a different way of fun. having fun yeah. yeah and just like life is redefining around us yeah it's it a bit is like true. our grandparents who were like oh tv oh you're ruining you've ruined life yeah but i also think that a little bit yeah are you grandparent i am <laughs> yeah i actually do because i'm one of these people that i'm like when i'm older i'm not gonna let my kids go on the internet and then and i listen and i'm gonna be american <laughs> Okay. And then I listen. You're not gonna let the kids go on the internet. <laughs> You're very bad at accent. Was. <laughs> no, so what I'm gonna be like is, I won't let my kids go on. Oh no, I've gone Australian. Oh, fuck. what the fuck was that? It was one of the So anyway, I listened to this woman. She didn't let her kids go on an iPad. Go on iPads, which everyone is allowed to go on an iPad from the age of two. They start watching Peppa Pig, don't they? And then they went to school, and they were really slow because all their work was on iPads. 
And I was like, that is dystopian AF. Yeah. So you don't have the choice. You have to let them be like digitally literate, whatever it's called. Yeah, no, that is right. It's yeah. rank, isn't it? Yeah. I even, I'm like, I won't buy a Kindle. Completely no. anti-Kindles. I am a bit, but actually Hot Mess do really well on Kindle, so I'm not going to diss a Kindle. I yeah, because you started off not in print, didn't you? Well, it was always coming out in book, but they you just, just brought pre- forward pre- the release I don't know why I know that. I didn't, that is a bit, bit niche. <laughs> I think they, were, was it on the high-low? Oh, I don't Were know. Were you on the No, I didn't appear on it, but I think they might have mentioned it. Someone Maybe. else. I, I must have missed that. I, I love I, that show. Yeah, but me I, too. I did miss a couple. Um, anyway, I don't um, know where I got the information brought, from. No, they brought forward the release date of the ebook. Yeah. Um, just because I think it was like people were kind of talking about it a bit, which was exciting, and they were just like, "Oh, let's jump." Maybe on it's because actually because I wanted to get it, but I don't ebook, so no. I had to wait. Oh. Yeah, yes, yeah, so it came out the end it. of May on ebook, and then the J- July date was always, it was always going to be coming out in yeah. July, but then, yeah, anyway. So what drove you to write it? So... Should we give a, pre- do you want to give a little premise of the story? Okay, yeah, so it's about um, a girl, I can't even remember. She's called Ellie. <laughs> she's called Ellie Knight, and she's 29, um, and she's single, and everybody's really worried about her being single, because, you know, she's turning 30, and what will become of her? Because she's on her own, oh God. Um, and it kind of follows her going on some dates on Tinder and go through that yeah. hell. Um, and at the same time, her dad um, is also kind of going on dates himself at the age of 60. So it's a bit of a generational difference. Um, and it's sort of about their journey. And I hope it's funny. I hope it's, it's so, it's laugh out loud funny. Oh, thank you. And I did it in my book club and everyone said that because it's so, you just say things which are really so relatable and even things it made me kind of shame myself because I've said it to friends yeah well I can't even think I almost wish I'd got quotes up but there's just so many bits in it where you've really tapped into things that are so common within friendship groups and it was like properly laugh out loud oh thank you it was really good yeah but my new book I probably should be talking about more oh yeah that's just come out I do actually have that do you yeah your publisher actually sent it to me but I haven't read it yet there's no pressure to read it I promise you but there is pressure for everybody listening to this reading it's called What Fresh Hell. <laughs> what Fresh Hell. And that's kind of more about the sort of madness of weddings and Hindus. Oh, which fun. Maybe a little bit too young. I'm living through it in. with my sister. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, she's a bit older than yeah. me, isn't she? Yeah, it sort of kicks in late 20s and goes insane and, um, like, so competitive and... It's, and it's. I don't want anyone to think it's like an attack on bride. But everybody's and, just competing yeah. because everyone has to one up. Everyone wants their day to be the most special. So if you've already been to ten weddings in the last couple of years that were all really special and all abroad and all like lavish, then you want to naturally you want yours to be better than that. And therefore we're like I'm. Ugh. I'm just a bit before that. So my sister's got to the bit where yeah. they're all basically. She's yeah. like everyone's getting engaged, yeah. and she had about five weddings up. She's yeah. got quite. Big well, I've been a bridesmaid for the last seven years <gasps> in a row. My God. I just haven't had a holiday at that time because it's just. It's so ridiculous yeah well my neighbour was saying that she was like she's one of the last ones out of her friends to get married and then they get married and there's about two years and they have a baby she was like and I don't she's like I've just got my coil fitted I'm good to go for another (laughs) ten years like I'm not having a baby (laughs) but it is really and it's also like once it's almost like breaking the seal like someone gets married and they all go that's what it is it's a sort of panicky like oh no we all have to do this now yeah and it's a couple of our friends a couple of our friends have once had a baby already and another one's just about to have a baby but that's kind of like not not like as organized as it may have been <laughs> that makes as, sense. Planned? as planned i know but you don't want to say that just before it? here um i 
went to my friend's house to see her because she's just had her fourth child. <gasps> it's ridiculous. My That's twin sister's crazy. got three children. Really? Yeah. Do you love them loads? Yeah, they're okay. Are you like, <laughs> do you love babies? No. You don't care? I find, um, no, I really I really enjoy hanging out with kids. That sounds creepy, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like, um, Do you prefer great, the ones that you know like, or do you like any baby? No, I, I'm not anti-baby. I just don't want one for myself because yeah. it's just so exhausting. I look after my three nieces. I, I, actually, I've got loads and loads of nieces and nephews. Um, I've got ten nieces and nephews. Most of them are a bit older, though. Yeah. One of them's older than you, baby. Really? Yeah, one of them's turning well, 27 then. soon. Fuck. Yeah, 26. Maybe um, I'll be friends with them. I know, right? <laughs> She's awesome. You would love her. Okay. Cool. Um, I'll bring Introduce her down. us. Yeah, Frankie. Shout out to Frankie. Shout out to Frankie. Um, but um, it's it's just like I have my three nieces who are little, and I'm so drained by it. It's just a different. Do you kind know of what's exhausting? I think I'm like kids. I'm like a sponge, so I get concerned about things that have absolutely nothing to do with me. Like I will get literally upset about someone else's problems. Yeah. And I listen to Happy Mum, Happy Baby by Giovanna Fletcher, oh, which is a I great podcast. She She's amazing. But I feel stressed. I'm yeah. like, God, it's so stressful having a child. It's so stressful. God, and I don't, I'm nowhere near having a baby, but I listen to someone, my sister's got two kids and she's like, we're FaceTime mm. her and she's so tired. Yeah. And I'm like, this is exhausting. I'm not even there. They're in Australia and I'm worn out. You see, I come home from babysitting for a few hours and I'm just like, there's nothing that tires me up. Yeah, like that. I'm just so broken. Yeah, by it. it's so tiring. I, I just, just think don't get that much it worries joy. me. I like them a lot and I love them, but I just don't I want think any you have to be want to rich back and to have children. Rich, like not seven nannies. Yeah, like financially stable years old is when I will have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like I so don't fifty five. Yeah, literally. Honestly, and this is the other thing that I've started to realize. You probably get to like your peak of your income at like forty. That's probably when you start earning enough money. That you're comfortably living yeah, the life you want to live. Having a good time. And, and that's just when you on average. That's when your your child's probably about ten and they're crying because haven't got the latest. Barbie, yeah. fuck spending half that. Like you will go back to the same income you have during a twenty-one. I'm going to spend my forties traveling the world, yeah. spending money on. I quite fancy a having time. a baby at forty. If I was going to have yeah. that, be quite nice. But then it's scary because then what if you get to forty and you can't? This is what so saddens but, me about yeah. the baby thing because like we do actually have a natural like bar- feminine like a problem with babies because like we do we do that's why people then jump into relationships we were talking about this like when you're at a certain age yeah but then it was like anita was saying on the gynae geek podcast she said that that's not always the case and almost you just shouldn't she said this it was very good she was like we'll never take like make someone test something unless it's going to change your course of action she was like if you're not in a relationship at 27 and you're getting tested to see if you're fertile she was like is that going to make you run and jump into a relationship that you weren't going to be in in which case is it really a good idea for you to know that you're not going to be able to have children because actually might just be happier not getting into a relationship for the sake of a child and it's also like maybe you just weren't meant to have kids then maybe it's better just taking that risk and being like actually it's got to the point it would be hard but then I just think that not everyone has to have a baby no but it's another thing another narrative that we've been told has to happen like as women our main roles are to be a wife and to be a a mother yeah and what are we outside of that and I I really think that that is being redefined and I hope that that is being redefined now yeah and and a lot of thanks to people like you who are out there like having a fantastic presence on on the internet and and being like we're doing other things with our lives and having a good time well I have to say I know you can still do those yeah. things if you want to I'm not saying don't do these things it's just that there's no like no, there's options desperate like if you are a person that doesn't feel particularly broody and doesn't like need to like need desperately to find a man then embrace that yeah like, haven't don't feel worried or panic about it I think I'm concerned about there is a massive trend with a lot of youtubers and, and social media stars who come into money quite young and then like kind of 
settled down very young. Not that that's a problem, but like Tammy Hembo, for example, has got like, the, she's got like millions of followers. She's one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen, most perfect body. She's had about, I think she had two babies and she looks like an actual Barbie, like her body is ridiculous. But she's 24 or something and she's got wow. like the most amazing life. And then you've got Kylie Jenner who's having kids that like, however old she is. 20? And I'm just concerned that this is becoming like a new the trend thing to do like yeah. motherhood is becoming like a trend <laughs> really young and I am actually a bit concerned because I think we were going the other way like motherhood was going a bit later mm. women are getting more career driven and I actually am starting to see more and more like I want to do an episode on the Kardashians because their influence is insane oh, yeah. but I actually think we're going to see an influx of young mothers because mm. of Kylie yeah I actually think She's that's going to be she will be I genuinely think people are going to think yeah. oh it's okay Kylie Jenner's done it at 21 they're going to buy the lip gloss and then they're going to have, have a baby. the baby yeah <laughs> and then they're going to get bum implants and I honestly I'm like when does it allegedly does it allegedly yeah sorry <laughs> fat injections Am I going to end like defamation? No, I'm defamation. totally joking. Imagine if the Kardashians sued me. Yeah, that would me be and my, amazing like, publicity How good would that be? Please do We found this you. random little tiny podcaster in the UK. It's not tiny. Shut up. You've been number one loads. Twice. Twice. You've been number one loads. <laughs> I was trying to like pick you up. Love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> but yeah, it does concern me. And also, is this a bit morbid? But I kind of, now we're talking about babies, I want to talk about the referendum in Ireland. Do you have any political... Oh, do you want to yeah. talk about that? Of course. Because I think that it's all I'm pro-choice of course same and I just can't believe that we're living and it's, it's a bit so of a morbid weird. transition to do that no. from that but but it is such a weird um idea that we are still living in a world that that is even questioning yeah that that, that women shouldn't have the rights over their own bodies it's, it's so astonishing yeah. to me because we're so forward thinking in so many ways and moving forward in so many ways and then we're still kind of trying to fix stuff that should have been well, fixed a hundred years yeah, ago yeah my friend's a journalist actually for the independent i went and met her yesterday and What's she did livy petter she writes for lifestyle oh, team cool. yeah she's cool and <laughs> she um just did an article about going because now they're banning in the uk protests like they're banning pro-life protests outside the abortion clinics and one of the last ones she went to this abortion clinic and there's people sitting outside with like leaflets and stuff of course, it's and it's so awful like it's funny that what's going on here is we're banning them from having like pro-life and that they're having a referendum to see whether they can even have an abortion in Ireland she said to them what if you were raped or what if it was incest or what if it was like any? and they were like yeah but you still need to protect the life of the baby women just have no choice over their bodies it's not and it's astonishing as well to me how many um, of these spokespeople are men and it's like yeah what credence do you you have you're never ever going to have to decide like my life no they just don't understand I've we talked on the previous podcast but that fear of when you're younger this is one of the weirdest things I grapple with now is that if I got pregnant now I literally said this to my mum and I like don't because I don't have time to she if I had pregnant <laughs> she would move to London and Aww. take the baby but I was like I <laughs> my could, mom says that to me like yeah. have a baby and then I'll just look yeah. for you <laughs> but I spent my whole life spent my whole life so worried about getting pregnant mm. and then you're like oh my god I could actually just get pregnant now and have a baby and that scares the living daylights just out of me yeah just don't do it <laughs> just don't do it celibacy I mean I know we've Yay. been gunning for it now <laughs> We really are massive advocates. I feel like we've either been like talking, advocating celibacy or just all the sex. All the sex. <laughs> it's another really important thing, which is maybe a bit older, and maybe not as many people think this out, but I think a lot of the reason why girls get into relationships as well is they sleep with or think they can't have sex unless yeah. it's in a monogamous, yeah. loving relationship. When actually... Because of that. Like, because of that. Slut yeah. Word, because they don't want to be seen as somebody who does it. But, but fuck it. You're allowed to own it. your sexuality. And I think That's that... That's I was using that word earlier because yeah. I just want to like take it back. Yeah, take ownership of it and I think we've got to change this I think women should be allowed to be 
sexual beings you should be allowed to want to be in a relationship you should be allowed to be in any kind of relationship you want to yeah. be in and and you shouldn't feel like the pressures are coming from your friends because we're all the weirdest thing is women against women is one of the worst things oh, you'll ever so face sad, and we're all under the same pressures but we all take them differently so some people might feel the pressure like i have to get into a relationship or others might feel like i have to do this and actually everyone's kind of fighting the same fight oh, yeah. and we need to be more understanding that everyone's going to be at different stages and yeah. there's just the worst thing is single shaming I think yes. and also advice giving of people who are in relationships giving you advice on how to get in relationships or other friends who are single telling you how to be single and <laughs> everyone's always trying to give you their two cents of no I was with this boy and he yeah. did this and yeah. everyone's favourite they, everyone's got an ex like your current boyfriend <laughs> I'm in the I'm probably quite bad for this so I literally think that I am like a um, what are those people that agony aren't yeah you oh, I into? love agony aren't I think so. I am one that's brilliant I invite you around for tea you should do another oh. podcast where you're doing an agony aunt column. Maybe we should do an agony aunt question at the end. I should invite okay. people to ask questions. Yeah, do we it. don't have any questions. I just realised to answer. Okay, let's just Google one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google. <laughs> I'm gonna look up Dear Prudence because that's my favourite one. What is it? Oh, it's on Slate.com. Okay, it's my favourite agony aunt. Column. Okay, amazing. I'm ready. Um, it's by um Mallory Ortberg. Do you know? Um, Mallory has actually transitioned and I can't remember um, his new name but oh I don't know um, help my friends okay I'm going to read you a um, question okay. on here and you have to answer it as the agony aunt. okay I'm so ready okay oh this is actually quite relevant good feeling left behind what can I do to stop feeling like I'm stuck in neutral while everyone my age seems to be married or engaged buying houses having babies and getting promotions I feel stuck in pretty much the same spot I've been since I graduated college several years ago have a decent job but it's sort of a dead end I have a boyfriend but we don't seem to be on the track to marriage I'd like to move far away from where I grew up and buy a house but I don't make enough to pay my debt and save I don't think there's an answer to my question but maybe this will resonate with some readers this is kind of exactly really what we're talking about so I think the question there is why do you want well first of all why do you want to buy a big house yeah um, somewhere else is that because you think that's what yeah, you're supposed to be doing you have to. and I think a lot of the things that we think are going to make us happy are just because that is like the the societal ideology tells you that that's what's going to make you happy have you thought about looking outside of the realms that you already exist in what about going into spaces on your own I think this is what relationships can coddle people from doing is when you're in a relationship you get very comfortable having Netflix and dominoes on a Sunday and actually what if you're really interested in doing something that's quite weird mm. or I'm always such an advocate of going to things on your own I really yeah. like going to things on my own and meeting new people and it's not embarrassing I think one of the biggest drivers actually towards being in a relationship kind of going off topic is so that you have a safety blanket mm. so you always have like a person yeah and it's hard to let go of that yeah it? and it's that idea of like it's like oh I'm safe if I've yeah. got someone Even else to like shitty, back me up yeah you still feel like you can't let it go yeah and I think that is like a primal thing but I would say to someone who feels like they're stuck or they're behind their friends that you've just got to invest in you and also do all the things that you want to do and kind of ignore everyone the biggest thing when I first started my Instagram some of the people that I knew from school and from other places I'd met were so mean like I'd see them write no. nasty comments to other people like taking no. the piss out of me because I started it and I had no never thought it would be like a job no. I just was posting about my fitness journey and because it was quite strange for people that knew me because I wasn't into fitness I think it kind of alienated them they were like we don't know you like this what are you doing this is weird and there'd be quite bitchy comments because quite a lot of my pictures before were like me and my underwear being like oh I've lost weight whatever which is quite a nasty but it was part of a journey but I understand how that could be quite weird looking at and you might do something and be really scared to do it but in the long run if you're invested in it it's always going to be an investment in yourself and everyone comes back around because now everyone's like you're doing really well and it's amazing but initially 
really that jump to do something for you which is outside of the norm Scary. maybe all your friends are moving to the countryside and you think that's what you're meant to be doing but maybe you should just go ch- take a job or a six month sabbatical and just go traveling without anyone that you know yeah. i think sometimes we can be really held back by the people that we've known for the longest and we compare ourselves yeah endlessly, don't we and that is just such a mistake we need to remember that we're all on our own path and exactly. we're all doing our own thing and just because they're doing something doesn't mean that you should also be doing that same thing and also if you if they're all kind of stuck in this if you feel like you're stuck it might not be that it might just be like you've kind of grown up the position that you're in yeah. and you need to go into uncharted waters definitely there's nothing worse and imagine you're so concerned about like going to live in the country or do something that all your friends are doing and then when you die you realise that you've literally just done all the things that you were kind of led to do thought you were supposed to do and never really wanted to. adventured out and did something different and took a risk sometimes we just don't sit down with ourselves and ask what is it that I actually want to do yeah. with my life what is it I want from my life and we just sort of assume from an early age that we're supposed this to be is what's doing these happen. things so you just sort of tick them off and then when they don't fulfil you you're kind of like, oh, what? Wait, what? What? Because yeah. she actually sounds like that. That reader sounds like she had all those things. Like she's got the boyfriend. Yeah. She's got but actually, that's maybe not. Her None of those things were the right they are things. Not making yeah. her happy. They're not satisfying her. There was a really good thing I did when I was in Japan. I went with Asex, and this guy was like, "We're doing a um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like he gave us a piece of paper, and you had to pick five things that are important to you. And I think there was like a few things. I think I picked family, friends, philosophy. Can't remember. But you'd then go, "How am I gonna?" What part of my life do I do those things in? So how, and you'd go, imagine yourself in five years and you write it as if it's five years' time. And it was like, so my one was like, I am, I think I was like, I'm empowering women by doing something. And Aww. then you had to write, now, go back five years, how are you going to get there? And it was like a manifestation thing. And you wrote all of these different, for each topic. And I was like, wow, because I didn't even know these thoughts were in my brain. It's funny, and it? just writing it out like that, I then felt this whole new zeal to be like, mm. oh, I'm going to go and do this. Yeah. And it's very easy to do. It's just we don't really give ourselves the time of the day to do that. Yeah. Do it, guys. Yeah. That was a great answer. You make a great answer. It was very long and didn't really answer the question. No, I think it did. I think it really did. But um, I know you've got to go. I've got to go. But thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. I'm sorry that I feel like I just talked like... That's absolutely fine. I mean, I don't know that we've actually... <laughs> what we talked anything. about we have had a great time there, and I'm so glad and I met the you only thing that matters literally <laughs> and next time I think we should do it with wine and maybe without the oh, mic yeah <laughs> I think we should always have the mic yeah <laughs> I know I think it would be good us drunk just it would just be our lives all the time like all a the time. live streaming podcast like the Kardashians but only audio yeah, but audio <laughs> great idea that's so good doing that we have to do that well thank you so much for coming on oh wait I I should actually leave (laughs) wait if you have to give one piece of advice to anyone like struggling or like what do you wish you'd known when you were younger about about being an an adult being an adult or what's the biggest thing that you're like I know I feel like an adult now I know this I'm not an adult I think that that's almost something like you're always you never have to grow striving up. like yeah I feel like we spend so much of our youth trying to like strive to be a grown up and be seen as a grown up yeah but actually like fuck that like it's fun yeah. staying young and feeling silly and laughing at things and not ever taking yourself too seriously yeah. I agree so I think just just embrace the childing yeah do <laughs> yeah well adulting like, always makes me laugh because it's such an infantile word it's we've gone adult and then we're like haha in yeah. <laughs> fuck adulting yeah Fuck adulting. Adulting, adulting. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Cool. Amazing. Oh, amazing.
podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.